everybody. Thanks for listening to the Lead Tough, Not Loud podcast, where we help leaders focus on what's most important, not just on what's loudest. And thanks for listening to this episode. Um, today, in this episode, we're going to talk about organizational culture and being intentional about building a good organizational culture and why that's so important and why most leaders don't even think that's worth their time, in all honesty. Um, and just like the last episode, my co-host Adam is here with me again. Hey, Adam. Hello, hello. Hey, excited to have this conversation about culture with you. So. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super super excited. Um, it's we we kind of covered this a little bit in the last episode, but for what for what I do specifically for a living with doing um, brand design and working on brands for organizations and different businesses and companies, the it's a huge thing. Um, a lot a lot of places they want their culture injected in their visuals. They want their culture, you know, to, to be present to, and I, I've seen it a lot recently too, as well. It's becoming more and more like the, uh, the website page that's like about our company with the, you know, mission, vision, values, culture, like all that kind of stuff is moving up the menu line slowly, but surely like on your website, it's always been kind of like a footer menu item. Like it's kind of been in the background and all of a sudden it's becoming yeah. like way more front facing at this point. So I am, really, really excited to talk about this today. Um, let's do this. Let's, so can you just recap really quick, just redefine what we talked about before with culture? Cause we're, we're kind of going through these eight, um, kind of these eight categories, these eight pieces mm -hmm. specifically with leading tough versus leading loud. Uh, culture is the very first one. So let just recap what culture is specifically just so we can all kind of like we're back on the same page there. That's a great idea and a good place to start because we can talk about culture, but if we don't, necessarily give a definition for it. You know, everybody has kind of their own definition of what culture yeah. is. Uh, but when we talk specifically about an organization's culture, here's what, here's what we mean. Um, a culture is the inter internal environment, atmosphere, feelings, behaviors, and actions of an organization. Mm -hmm. So it's everything that happens internally you know, with your team, with your employees, um, and how leaders focus on that and help drive that. That's what we talk about when we mean culture. So environment, atmosphere, feelings, behaviors, and ultimately actions of an organization. Um, and it's important, the culture is important because what happens internally flows out externally to customers, to clients, to the people that we serve or who are buying our product. And so that's why um, an internal culture is so important to, uh, to talk about and to focus on and be intentional about. See so. that that's interesting. Cause that was kind of the, like the very first thing that popped in my head, just reviewing the, um, the definition of, you know, uh, leadership culture specifically is that idea of like, so is it only internal? Does it only stay internal? Like does good culture mean like, you know, our team, our employees, our brand is super happy, super engaged. Everything's really great but that never makes it to the outside world? Or is that something that should be measured? Like, should my customers be able, should my customers come and interact and engage with my organization, with my brand? And should they feel a sense of belonging? Like, oh, I want to be a part of this. I want to, you know, if I could, I would work there. I would be a part of that. Like, should it eke yeah. out past just internal? And so it's, it's exciting to think like, okay, so let's see how, you know, how creating a really strong internal culture bleeds out past, you know, just just an internal experience for your employees. Mm -hmm. But so with, with kind of the recap and with knowing, you know, what it's all about with leadership and culture and all that kind of stuff. Um, can you talk more about kind of the correlation 
between like between those two specifically between leadership and culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So what's typical is that in most organizations, let's start, let's just start with leadership for a second. So most organizations, the higher the level of leadership, the more responsibility there is. That's just typical. Okay. Right? So when it comes to leadership, if you have a higher leadership position, you're given ultimately more responsibility. Okay. And, but the, the question is responsibility for what exactly? What are you giving responsibility for? And ultimately in most any organization or business or company, you're given a greater responsibility as a leader for the results of that oh. company. And mm -hmm. so, and that's just kind of a bottom line. And probably a lot of people are listening are like, well, yeah, duh, you know, like, and so if that's the case, if you're given more responsibility for results, there's something that comes along with that responsibility. And so what does a higher level leadership give you in order to achieve those results or to achieve more results? And basically what you're given is you're given authority as a leader. So you're given the authority to do what you need to do to get the results that you're ultimately responsible for. And in all honesty, what I've observed is that most leaders get stuck right here because most leaders get wrapped up in the position of authority. Mm. In fact, just generally speaking, if you were just to generally talk to people, you know, this idea of, yeah, I'm a leader, I have authority. We kind of just stop even that with the definition yeah. of leadership right there of like, Hey, you're a leader. You're just, you just have more authority. And that's kind of that stereotypical thought or definition that people think of when it comes to leadership. Um, and the reality is a lot of people don't know what to do when they're given authority. And the reason for that, I believe the reason for that is because most people want authority without responsibility. Uh, wow. And I think this is something where, again, you know, it comes to, we talked, you know, in the in a couple of last couple of episodes about, or last episode about, you know, this idea that how we're developing internally as a leader, personally as a leader flows into how we're leading other people. This is such an important thing. And this is kind of where character comes in um, because where, who we are as a person is where we lead from. And there's no way around that. And we'll talk more about that in a future episode. But really this idea of people want authority without responsibility is really when it comes to when it comes to leadership, that's what people think of and kind of get stuck there where a lot of leaders get stuck there. They want the authority, but they don't want the, want the responsibility, mm. you know, as well. So so with that, with kind of with authority specifically, let's I almost see it almost seems like there's kind of two two segments here. So like you had talked a few minutes ago, you're you're talking about how leaders kind of get stuck right there. They get, you know, they get the authority, they get the um, the promotion, whatever it is. Sometimes it's not even the the classic promotion of you were here and we moved you here. It's you're part of a, a growing organization. We've hired more people and it just makes the most sense for them to answer to you as their manager or however however it kind of works out internally there. So what do you what do you generally see from your experience? How how quickly does that breakdown generally happen? Like like if it if someone ends up with the that position and the authority, is it like Oh, it can take a really long time. Is it like an immediate like flip of a switch where someone's like, I made it, I'm done. Like I'm signing off. Like I have the authority. It's over. Like, yeah, a lot of times because I think, you know, the title, just the title or position is what people sometimes are after because what comes with the title or position is really the authority, but also a lot of other things that they're probably shooting for as well too. Right. So the title and authority me or the title and the position, you know, it gives you whether it's higher pay or, you know, a certain status, you know, as, yeah. as a leader and stuff too. And I think, you know, again, going back to that focus of loud leadership, that 
just becomes a real shallow standpoint and um, a shallow perspective from a lot of people. And unfortunately, there's a lot of leaders out there who are like that, um, that, hey, I once I get here, then I feel like I've made it, right? And um, there's this idea that, hey, I've reached this position. I have this title now. I have this authority. Yes, I'm, I've made it to where I want to be without the realization that, no, you've been given that that position, that title, that authority, because you're being trusted um, with the responsibility of creating more results, creating, doing better. And and I think that's what we need to recognize and what leaders need to recognize. And when we fail to recognize that, I think is where then we quickly can kind of fall short and things can go downhill really fast. I uh, was just having a conversation not that long ago with someone kind of specifically around the concept of like titles and promotions and things like that with, with companies. And, uh, they asked me the question, they were like, do, um, does it matter to you what your title, like what your title is in, in when you're working with a company or an organization? So I told them, I was like, no, like I really don't. There's a lot of times where I feel like titles are just confusing in companies. They almost seem to like muddy the waters and kind of, you know, can make things just, you know, a CFO versus a CEO versus a senior position versus, a, you know, can get confusing. But what I do really, really like and what I latch on to when it comes to a title is the clarity that it brings. Mm-hmm. Like knowing, yeah. you know, different titles and different positions helps me when I'm working in an organization, especially with what I'm doing. I'm, I'm interacting with tons of different departments, tons of different areas. I'm honing into who I need to talk to. I'm looking for you know, the, the main point of contact, the final say, like if I need to fact check information that I've been given for write-ups, whatever it is, who am I looking for? Love the clarity that it brings, but the, the, the aspects of like what you're talking about when it comes to like, you know, well, I have senior in my title, so I have more freedom. I can kind of use that to not necessarily show up emotionally, mentally, sometimes even physically anymore, you know? So that, that aspect is, is it's interesting to kind of play this idea of authority and how that rolls into leadership with it, because I feel like that actually helps bring even more clarity on that front. So with, with all of that, the, the second kind of segment of this would be like, that's kind of the definition, but so what do we need to understand about authority? That's kind of the other half of this is like, mm-hmm. so what, what's more of like the, kind of the, the rundown on that side. Yeah. Well, it's not the thing you need to understand. We need to understand about authority is not so much that we have it because again, that's a given, right? The authority comes with a position or title, but what you do with your authority is what matters most. Mm. Um, that's, that's what's key here. And I think that's kind of where we're headed and kind of where your conversation is too, right? Just because I have this title, you know, doesn't, doesn't necessarily make me entitled, which a lot of leaders think it does. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the, what, you know, the lure of titles and yeah. stuff to you, but really, you know, what comes with that title is the authority and what you do with that authority is what's most important. And the best leaders use their authority to create a thriving culture within their organization that will get them the lasting results they're ultimately responsible for. Uh, that's, that's what we need to do with our authority. Um, and it's honestly what a lot of leaders fail to do. Um, is to create the culture that gets you the results that you as the leader are now responsible for because you've been given this position of leadership. Mm. Um, the realization that we need to understand as leaders is if we lead in any capacity, we are creating a culture. We're creating a culture, whether we're intentional about it or not, 
we're creating a culture. In fact, our unintentional or inintent, I don't know how we need to say that word. Yeah. Right. Um, our lack of intentionality ah, is Perfect. actually Perfect. creating a culture as well too. And you know, no matter what, like you're not as a leader in your position, if you are leading a team, if you're leading a group of people, you are responsible ultimately for the culture of the, of that group of people or that organization that you're leading. And whether you're intentional about creating the culture you want or you're not intentional about it, you're creating a culture. We don't think we are. And a lot of times if we're like, well, I'm just not going to worry about that. And, but our lack of focus is actually creating something. Mm. And, and I think that's an important thing for us to realize as leaders that we're creating the culture, you know, and a lot of times it's the culture we don't want ultimately if right, somebody yeah. were to ask us and to kind of point some things out. So, so here's, here's an interesting, like this, you kind of have opened something here that I'm curious about. Um, so let's say you're a team of, you know, let's say you're, you're a newer company or a team of maybe 10 people, uh, newer organization or company, 10 people. Um, you have your founder and creator of whatever this thing is, might be two people, might be you by yourself, whatever you're, you're ultimately at that point, you're responsible for defining how you want this thing to run and operate and move. So you have these, you know, at that point there's you as the creator and then you have, you know, let's say, you know, those nine people underneath you that are all feeding into the same thing. Okay, great. That's awesome. As that grows, when, it, when companies are small and organizations are small, you don't have a lot of subsets. You don't have, you know, a, a, a marketing department. You don't have a sales department. Like a lot of times people are wearing multiple hats. So the culture is almost easier to wrangle and cultivate when it's small but now all of a sudden, let's scale that up and say, you know, you're years down the line. This organization is now, you know, 150 people. You've got multiple departments. You've got multiple things happening simultaneously. What I've noticed is kind of this idea of like, you know, sales is like the sales department is looking at the, the mission, vision, values, the culture statement that this company's created. And they're saying, that's what we do. We're already checking the boxes. Okay, great. So that manager, the head of sales, even internally, if they have three or four internal managers of sales, like, cause you know, that trickle down that tree, uh, like an org chart effect of multiple managers, multiple things, they stop engaging with, with the, the culture at that point, because it's almost like, well, that's not my problem. Like that's already set. Like it's on the website. It's in the thing you're saying it's almost individually responsible for each one. Like, even if you're a, like a department inside of an organization as a manager, you're responsible for your team and that culture. It doesn't, it does track back to that main, you know, the main culture of your company, but for your team specifically, there's no, are you, are you thinking or almost kind of, there's almost a, an internal, like a micro, should it be a micro culture in there? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there should be. Now that, that micro culture you're talking about should be reflective of the overall culture that mm. your organization is trying to build as well too. There should be alignment between those two things. Uh, there definitely should. Okay. Um, but yeah, ultimately you're responsible. If you just, if you're overseeing like three or four people in your department, you're responsible for that, the culture of that department. Okay. That yeah. should then be aligned with the culture that those above you are building as well too. And so, yeah, definitely, you know, this, these cult, there's my, these microcultures within your bigger culture and they should, there should be alignment with all those. Yeah. So, and it, that, that was a huge aspect of this was just kind of unpacking, kind of figuring out that, you know, the differences between like the little mini cultures that you have inside and like how all that plays into each other. So when you're speaking to intent, like intentionality with culture and, you know, and leadership and all these things together, 
how do you know specifically like what culture to be intentional about creating and where do you, where do you generally start with that? Like where, where's the beginning of that process? Mm -hmm. Good question. Really good question. Again, so you design a culture to get the results you want, right? And you use your authority to design that culture. So the results for your organization is what you're after because that's ultimately what you're responsible for as a leader. So you have to then decide and you have to think about what kind of culture is going to help you get those results that you're responsible for. Okay. That's, that's the question you need to ask. And that's the work you need to do as the leader who has the authority to build a culture. You have to ask yourself, okay, so what kind of culture do I need to be intentional about creating that's going to get me the results I ultimately need that I'm ultimately responsible for, but that ultimately is what is trying to be accomplished by my organization. And so that's where you start. You start with the results and you build a culture kind of around that. So you almost start Um, at the end. Like here's, here's the finish line we want to cross. Yes. Now what kind of race do we run to get there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, but it, it takes work to think about it. It really does. And you have to give some, think energy, I guess, you know, for yeah. lack of a better term yeah. to this, um, you know, to really be intentional about it. And, you know, and you got to be careful too, because ultimately you're, you have the authority as a leader and you're responsible. And there's a lot of things that come into, there's a lot of leadership factors that come into play here when it comes to building your culture. And you have to consider all of those, um, too. And so you can't just decide, Hey, well, this is something I think needs to be about part of our culture. If that's not going to number one, get you the results you want, but also, you know, your culture needs to be positive too, because if it's a negative culture, if you're, if you're, you might be getting the results you want, but ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to lose people. Your turnover rate is going to be high because people just don't like working there. They might be getting things done, but they're in this environment. They're in this atmosphere that just isn't good. It's negative. For example, I had, I had a leader of an organization tell me once, you know, kind of as we're talking about the culture, you know, of this organization, and, and this leader said, yeah, you know, we're just sarcasm is just a part of our, our culture. You know, we just, we're, oh. we're all okay with it and it's all good. And I'm like, did you I think st- of me immediately where you're like, my friend Adam would love it. Right. Here. No, I did not surprisingly, but, uh, but I did think about, you know, what this leader was saying. And I was like, I, it made me stop for a second. I thought, well, I've never been in a situation where sarcasm is necessarily a positive thing. You know, <laughs> it's usually typically a negative thing. And I thought, I'm not sure if you have a good, you know, read on, on your culture. If, if you think that, Hey, sarcasm is just a part of it. And so, you know, I've never heard a leader say, yeah, you know, sarcasm is one of the core values of our culture. You know, we're just we're right and, there on the, on the website in the brand book, brand guidelines called sarcasm. It's one of the, you right. Know, I've never yeah. seen that. I don't, I don't know, but that was, but this That's leader unique, was, yeah. this leader was serious. They really were serious about it. And I was like, okay, I kind of understand what you mean. It's like, it's almost like this leader was talking about the comfortability of everybody with everybody else in the room. Okay. And I think I understand where they were headed, but I don't think that was the good term used because most people, when it comes to sarcasm, it's a negative thing, right? And, yeah. it, and sarcasm is, it's, it's a negative thing. So to be intentional about making sarcasm a part of your culture is something that I would probably question and I would reconsider. And I don't think you should be intentional about that. So, um, you know, there's a whole lot of other things that are good about it, but when I, that's what kind of what I mean when you talk about being intentional about your culture is you really have to think about this, you know, and if, if, Hey, we want people to feel free to be, 
to voice their, you know, their concerns or their opinions or, you know, or feel free to be able to talk to each other. And if that's, if comfortability is something you want part of your culture, then great. Be intentional about it. I don't think sarcasm is a good way to get there. Or if like fun is a part of something you want to be a part of your culture. Hey, we want to have fun while we're working. Great. You know, find positive ways to do that. Again, if you can, and it's hard sometimes, right? Because negative sometimes is easier. Um, and sarcasm honestly is easier yeah. rather than finding positive ways to build in comfortability and fun into your culture. So it does take some energy. It does take some intentionality and you have to really think through. And it's ultimately as a leader, it's, it's your responsibility to think through overall, what is this going to get me the results and yeah. results immediate, but also results over time. You want to build sustainability and longevity too. Yeah. For those results. So well. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question and I intentionally, I'm going to be intentional about this. I want you to keep it short to specifically kind of lead into better conversations down the line. But I'm curious about this from your standpoint and what you do, would you recommend or not recommend that when you're creating, when you're working in your organization, if you're existing and you're redoing mission, vision, values and culture, like, you know, like statements like that, or if you're brand new and you're creating them for the first time, do you recommend or not recommend that people look at other people's like culture statements and say like, well, we want to do that. Like, well, we like that. Well, we want that potentially. Is it, should they be doing that or should they be like, cause now you're almost looking at someone else's finish line and being like, we'll just mimic what Google's doing or what, you know, Apple or whatever the brand is like. Yeah. So do you recommend that's, they do or don't? That's a good question. I, I would say yes. Okay. I think, I think that's just a part of the research that you do as a leader of like, Hey, you know, as long as you can bring it back to the context of the results that you're trying to get. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, if you can look at other organizations and say, man, they're really, they, they really function well. They really work well together. What is it about their culture that's allowing them to do that? I don't think there's any problem in looking at other organizations okay. and, and even similar ones, right? Mm-hmm. Similar yeah. in, in same kind of marketplace that you are maybe as well too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now you have to figure out ways to bring it back and make it authentic and genuine in your own culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't just be like this copycat thing. And you know, a lot of times, honestly, if as a leader, if you bring something back and like, Hey, I saw this group is, or this company's doing this over here. So we're going to do it, you know? And, you can, that can really actually have the opposite effect that you might think it would. Yeah. And it can kind of actually build trust and a little bit, you know, can come across real inauthentic. Mm. Um, I will, your approach to, I will tell you right now that that is something that is extremely hard for, um, art centric and design centric teams and people to, to understand and get behind because our entire job is looking at trends and looking at what's been done and trying to go, okay, cool. I know where the, I know where, how high the bar is. Now it's my job to figure out like what our version of that is and how we flip that basically to like continually raise that bar. Like yeah. you look at it as almost like, or like, well, we'll, we'll look at it as here's what's going on. Here's what's out there. So we almost know what not to do or what to kind of beat. But in this scenario, it's almost like, no, I think it's great to, to kind of key into that, to, to use some of those aspects to kind of help build that internal culture guide map, you know, for, for your own, organization and what you're doing. So that's, I'm excited that this, this is a tricky, these are tricky conversations because they could branch so easily and go in so many different directions. But I really, I'm excited to, to kind of dive in and hear how all of these, you know, continually play together. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think just to kind of wrap up, you know, this episode when it comes to culture and being intentional, we have to remember that as leaders, we are given the authority, um, you know, because ultimately we're responsible for getting the results and we're given the authority to build the culture that's going to help us achieve the results that we're responsible for. And I think that's the thing to remember. And honestly, that can be a really fun thing. It doesn't have to be a weighty thing. It's work and it's tough and it's hard. And that's why a lot of people don't focus on it and don't build good cultures, but it can actually be an enjoyable thing too. If we can be intentional and really, and really kind of work at it and build the cultures that we want. So, Hey, thanks for listening. We know your time is valuable, so we hope this episode was valuable to you. For more information about Lead Tough Not Loud, visit leadtough.com.